Sustainability Unwrapped, a conversational podcast about responsibility, ethics, inequalities, climate change, and other challenges of our times, where science needs practice to think about our world and how to make our society more sustainable one podcast at a time. Good day to everyone. The summer mode is on. For some time, beaches and parks have teamed with picnickers. The city is abuzz with a few tourists and gardens have brightened the surroundings. It seems life has entered a more carefree pace. There's a feeling that things are getting back to normal after the pandemic restrictions have been lifted. There is the Bansky exhibit at Manta, Blick at Amos Rex, Repin at Ateneum, a galore of cultural events for everyone's tastes. Maria Hirveillas, special researcher at Cupore, Cultural Research Policy Center, remarked that there are no commonly agreed cultural policy goals. To quote her, when you look at the party's cultural policy agendas, you realize that culture is clearly not the kind of political issue we prioritize. For example, the municipal elections, our researchers have monitored the party's attitudes towards the importance of culture in municipalities. It looks pretty weak. On the other hand, Rita Kaivosoya, chief director of the Department of Culture and Arts Policy under the Ministry of Education and Culture, argues that the comparison with the Nordic countries described in Helsing and Sonomat was partly based on incorrect information. She affirms that the government has so far proposed additional funding for arts and culture this year in both draft budget amendments totaling to 147 million euros. Moreover, the additional appropriations proposed for the sector due to the coronavirus in 2020 and 2021, totaling 257 million euros, correspond to just under half of the state culture budget for a normal year. Today, as part of Hanken Sustainability Unwrapped podcast, we will be listening to representatives from a cultural foundation, the academe and the profession to discuss, should the arts be considered in the discourse on sustainability? Here with us today are Oti Turpainen, the Art Connect Coordinator at Aalto University. She is an art expert with a background as an artist designer, researcher and lecturer. Her work is university-wide and includes curating and coordinating both permanent and temporary art projects, exhibitions, events, publications, and public art. During her career, she has worked on many positions of trust. At the moment, she is the vice chair of Ornamo, Ornamo Art and Design Finland, who also selected her as the Artist of the Year 2012. Welcome, Oti. Thank you. Very nice to be here today. Okay. Next with us is Veli Markus Tapio, who is the senior advisor at the Finnish Cultural Foundation. He was originally trained as a musician, acquired his doctoral degree at the Sibelius Academy, and earned his money by gigging across Europe. Later, due to health reasons, he went back to school and became a lawyer. 
His job at the foundation mostly concerns the analysis and development of the mechanisms of arts and research funding. He is also involved with issues related to sustainability and general cultural policy. For instance, he was a member of the expert group behind the new law on the promotion of performing arts. Welcome, Veli Marcus. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good. And finally, we have Pavel Halonen. He is a contemporary artist and designer based in Helsinki, though his origins are from Enonkoski, located in southern Savonia. His materials and inspirations exhibit his eastern Finnish roots, as well as cultural layers from residency in Vietnam, Hong Kong, Paris, and Tatarstan. Besides formal art studies, Pavel has also trained himself in glass blowing, lithography, woodcutting, and gilding. His works have been exhibited in Finland and abroad. They've also been part of collections found in Kiasma, Helsinki Art Museum, Wiwuri Art Collection, to name a few. Welcome, Pavel. Thank you, Maria. Lovely to be here. And I'm your host for today, Madison Gahitas from the Center for Languages and Business Communication at Hunkin. Dr. John Klammer, professor of sociology, wrote, sustainability has become the buzzword of our generation, and in many ways, correctly so. Without sustainability, we either do not have a future as a species, or if we do, at best, a very impoverished one. In addition, the British green architect James Wines has suggested that without art, the whole idea of sustainability fails. What does art have to do with sustainability? Well, if I may jump in here, I think not necessarily anything or maybe a lot or something in between because we can choose to have art that is more sustainable than other forms of art, but we don't have to, or we can choose to use art as a mean to sustainable ends, but again, we don't have to. Art in itself has no essential nature that would make it more or less sustainable than other subsystems of human society. But from the point of view, a funding or organization that I present of a special interest is the question, what type of conditions and limitations does the strive for sustainability impose upon art? Because, I mean, within art, within the art, there is a tendency to think that the call for change mainly concerns the others. Somebody else should buy less stuff or somebody else should travel less or should not drive a car. But we artists, after all, we are the good guys, aren't we? Uh. Maybe we could do a little bit better, but but, but there's a very strong fundamental background idea that art in itself must remain free of externalized obligations, such as uh, strive for sustainability. I mean, behind this thinking lies the 19th century romantic notion of the art as an autonomic sphere. But the concept of sustainability is strongly connected to the concept of efficiency, especially resource efficiency. Mm -hmm. And contrary to what many believe, the history of art is very much shaped by this kind of thinking. I mean, the history of art, there is a very long line of star strive for more efficient means of production. And the question is then for funders, 
Should the art be left to its own devices and looking for ways to a more sustainable future, or should the funders enforce this process by setting sustainability-driven criteria for their decisions? This issue remains contentious as systemic change in funding and means of production will always lead to changes in the artistic content. And for the past century, the question of artistic quality, which means what kind of art is good, mm -hmm. has considered the monopoly of the artistic community in, in itself. Of course, in the previous centuries, it was not like this. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, nice uh, thought-provoking uh, ideas, Veli Markus here. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to add that as a, as a general notion, art can potentially have a lot to do with sustainability. Firstly, the impact art can do is connected to the very idea that artists can bring forward issues mm -hmm. on sustainability in order to create impact. Art, it creates emotions, makes us be aware, even be embarrassed or angry, and also inspires us all to rethink how we live and what can we change for a more sustainable future. Art can make us act, as it stimulates also hope. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I would like to focus on material choices, which are used in art, design and architecture. Mm -hmm. Through the use of materials in a new way, art can create examples and new possibilities, which can further affect our society in a wide way by making impact. Uh, I would like to give a couple of examples here uh, from uh, researchers and, and artists uh, from Alto University. Uh, for example, uh, Professor Marit Mäkelä and her team have been making art from waste material through an artistic research project uh, where art and craft uh, making can be understood as a philosophical space to think through the ethical and ecological concerns related to the stage of the environment. Uh, the project is called uh, Traces from the Anthropocene, working with the soil, and it has been exhibited in Design Museum last uh, year at Helsinki, but also in the uh, previous Venice Biennale in the research pavilion. Uh, the research actually, they digged in Venice, for example, the spoiled land material and used that as the um, ceramic uh, sort of decoration material. Another example comes from an artist and professor, Julia Lohmann. She says that it is not enough to intellectually understand the challenges we are facing. We also have to understand emotionally what the decisions we need to make are and how we can be brave enough to make the decisions and change. Julia Lohmann herself is very much speaking about the sea. She's also using seaweed as a material for her sculptures. And at the moment, you can uh, find her sculpture, Hidako Ohmu, at the glass house in uh, Aleksanterinkatu in Helsinki. Very beautiful, very, very interesting. I must say that Lofman's project is certainly thought provoking and very timely when she had it displayed at this 50th World Economic Forum in Davos. That was really impactful and really a desire for the for the world leaders to instead of just have a think tank establish a do tank way of collaborating 
That is powerful. That's art is power in a way. Okay, Pavo, what is your take on the subject? Love what you said about us stimulating hope, Audi. Yeah. Well, I would say as long as with the previous. For me personally, art is sustainability. Art is not fashion, not dispensable. Art is something permanent, a statement. I would argue that art is the only true sustainable part of our modern life. The uprising uh, trend of making art from or even only for nature indicates the direction where the discourse is heading. It's good to remember that for hundreds of years, artists have seen nature as a value, as an observer or as an operator with a will of its own. In art, nature has always been admired, even back when society saw environment just as a source of materials. Art as an experience, experience uses human energy, human's own energy, not other sources. Art can be a way of relaxing or a method of leisure. Art offers many adventures and micro holidays. Art makes the daily surroundings more vivid, and these goals can be reached without enormous use of new material or energy. Ecological crisis demands rethinking and reforming in all levels. Critic is built into the art discourse. Art offers ways to critically observe society. The critical observations need to happen also on personal level. This is a major shift in the culture. We need to change what we are expecting from the world. Ways we use art differs from the ways we use mass-produced items. This is the way of thinking and consuming we should use in all the levels of life. Wonderful, yeah. Your statement, Pavel, when you say art offers many adventures and micro-holidays, art makes the daily surroundings more vivid is absolutely appealing. This reminds me of a student's view of the need for cultural sustainability. He wrote that with the preservation of culture, we make sure our world will not be gray nor boring. Now, if culture, specifically the art in this discussion, enhances the quality of life, stimulates innovation, which in turn is an investment into the future, what are the roles, responsibilities of policy and decision makers in making art part of the sustainability discourse? Um, very difficult and, and challenging topics you have here, Maria. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to add to Pavo's uh, idea of these uh, mini adventures and micro holidays that those are actually perfect travel destinations for this pandemic time here. So I love the I love the concepts here. Uh, but back to Maria's question. Um, First of all, uh, top decision makers, politicians decide on laws and, and Maria was talking about this also earlier in the podcast and these laws frame our ways of living and this is probably the most important way to make big and lasting changes. Mm -hmm. One example I must bring up here is the, uh, the use of public art and, and sort of the, the percentage principle which is not in law in Finland unlike in, in other like Sweden for example. So okay. there is a big thing we can we can work on. Okay. Uh, and one example I would like to point out is uh, from a EU, EU level, uh, a, a program called New European Bauhaus, uh, which is a, a collaborative interdisciplinary effort by creative minds and decision makers to build a beautiful, sustainable, inclusive future. And 
now the idea call is open at the moment. Uh, so uh, let's see how that will proceed with the funding uh, call as well later later on. Mm -hmm. Very good. Hopefully, hopefully you get the funding. I would say that art and art studies can support individuals thinking and understanding of more abstract phenomena. Mm -hmm. Decision makers should support an art education in schools in primary and in other levels. And decision makers should also enable sustainable choices in consuming and in everyday life. Mm -hmm. At the same time, this enables sustainable de development. To, to direct activities of consuming towards more positive and tolerable ways is something that decision makers have to take seriously in all fields of society. At the moment, we are. We have to like take these things really seriously. Decision mm -hmm. makers have to guide us, consumers and artists and people, to make right decisions. That's mm -hmm. something we we have to like. We have to share our responsibility, but also decision makers have to do some guidance and guide us to the right direction. All right. Very good. Uh, Veli, Marcus, yes? Um, what I was thinking, I, I, I principally agree, but uh, what I, I find important is that art is treated as an integral part of the society, not mm -hmm. some sort of a feel-good exception with its own logic and exclusively positive outcomes. Because when we talk about art and sustainability, we are often talking in very vague terms and often forgetting the two other dimensions of sustainability, that is the economic and the social. And um, of course, uh, so we need to de define the sustainability of what. Mm -hmm. And in the current environmental crisis, of course, the environmental sustainability is, or the focus is, However, when talking about art and sustainability, it might be a good idea also to pay attention to the sustainability of the art system in itself. And there I see a lot of uh, serious issues right now, for instance, in Finland, because for the past, well, actually everywhere in the Western world, for the past few decades, and there's an ever increasing number of people who strive to earn their living as artists, while the economy of the arts has not expanded at the same rate. Also, digitalization has further accentuated the, this winner-takes-all logic that has always been part of the economy of the arts. Um, as a result, professional art has become a sphere of low-income people, often women, in extremely insecure temporary employment without proper safety net, even in a welfare state like Finland. Mm. The feeling of unfair treatment is pervasive and Contrary to other sectors of this modern gig economy, the, there's a strong professional identity that creates a kind of a locking effect that prevents people from migrating to more secure or better paying jobs. And in my opinion, from my vantage point, from this kind of organization that funds art, I find that there's a lot of, um, I mean, the situation within the field of arts is not sustainable as it is right now. Yes, the, I I totally agree with the here that there is a lot of challenges to do in the in the art world at the moment. Mm 
Um, uh, I would like to add that, um, of course, uh, many artists themselves, they want art to be political, mm -hmm. political in itself. There are many ways to act with strikes, with demonstrations to create attention, which can change the course of history. Examples are endless when we look back at art, design and architecture's history. Then there is also maybe a bit quieter ways, which often might even have a stronger impact. The gatekeepers of art institutions who make the actual choices of what art is presented, financed and supported. Do we encourage global equality? Do we buy and exhibit art for minorities, keeping gender in mind, or do we just rely on the big names in the art world? Do we prioritize art which activates sustainability? I think all choices can have an effect. Oti, what questions? For each of those questions merit a, a podcast, a discussion, you know? All right. Well, I hope our listeners are being inspired to reevaluate our cultural ecosystem and think how we can all contribute to strengthening our cultural heritage and potential, both its national and worldwide appeal. Sustainability efforts are not merely a set of, you know, top to bottom directives. It's good if the EU will tell us something. It's good as well if the uh, UNICEF will tell us something, but a way of life that should be cultivated early on and among everyone. This is also when I think uh, Pavo had actually mentioned art education should be supported from early on because it is something that you can instill in the children um, right at the, a very early age, okay? But now we go back to the university setting and very concretely at Hunkin. In 2019, Hanken celebrated its 110th anniversary, and the overall theme was creativity. The university space was transformed into a gallery exhibiting the works of 13 Nordic artists. They were selected because the works represented values that are important for Hanken, such as high quality, openness, sustainable development, and Nordic identity. This Art in Residence exhibit, in cooperation with Nordic Contemporary Art Collection, was the second time the university premises were used to display art. Back in 2017, there was a pictorial project by Jose Antonio Ochoa, a Mexican artist. In a sustainable world, every sector calls for collaboration for the greater good. Care for the environment redounds in fair trade practices and sound ecological knowledge affects business strategies. As guests of a podcast series of Hunkin, how can this discourse benefit a business school? Or more concretely, how can a business school benefit from art? Well, I would say that art education can teach students a sense of time and history. Art embeds a memory, a long memory of society and humans that is longer than, for example, our political or economic memory that, let's face it, is quite short. 
Art is also an indicator of deeper meanings in society. Art creates understanding of one's own emotions and experience, and at the same time, opens new perspectives. Through learning critical thinking, students learn to offer customers alternative and sustainable ways of consuming. The changes in our behavior are more rapid than ever, and there is a huge change in the ways we are consuming. To study arts, both art history and contemporary arts, is a good way to learn new ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. It eventually helps to rethink the whole structure of our capitalistic, capitalistic monetary-based consumption society that has driven us to the worst of eco-catastrophe. <laughs> the yeah. contemporary arts scheme especially points out the faults in overconsumption and the ways we exploit natural resources. For me to talk about art is to talk about morals and ethics. And one question, for me at least, rises above all. Is moral right also economically profitable? Yes. The main task of contemporary art is to question existing patterns of thinking and acting, mm -hmm. which is the starting point for all innovation. This is also true in business. Economic decisions involve choices by a rational individual, but we are also aware that emotions and shared values influence our individual choices. In addition to economic results, we need to discuss the harder to measure social values, environmental impacts and ethical consequences of our choices. Art and creative practices do provide new approaches for expanding scientific and economic thinking. Um, for example, at Otaniemi, uh, at Aalto University, the School of Business aims to create a participatory, open and low hierarchy working and learning environment. Aalto University's vision for public art is to question what a university is, what we are doing as part of society and what the concept public even means. A work of art is subjected to continuous critical evaluation and should reflect the university's values such as courage and responsibility. A dialogue always opens up new perspective. Encounters with art may lead to a deeper exploration of the topics and approaches involved. Each individual work of art brings its own perspective to a collection. When professional artists work with certain teams that they have developed over decades when making art, and by exploring their works, we can delve into both these teams and the artist's thoughts and emotions towards them. And I would like to prefer, prefer, refer to a um, report from 2019 by the uh, status of built pro property uh, that um, actually 75% of Finns would like art to be part of their daily environment. Yeah, the, currently there's a lot of the type of discourse where the uh, sphere of influence of arts and the sphere where the art functions uh, wants to be seen broader than it traditionally is. I mean, let's say there's sort of people, uh, people want to expand the, the field where art appears and functions in the society. Uh, part of it, part of this talk is legitimate in a sense that art is looking for a new 
new position in the world. Mm -hmm. But part of this world is simply artists looking for a way of earning their living and trying to get employed by non-traditional means. Mm -hmm. So that if we ask that, um, let, let's say that like in this context, we may ask what is the connection between uh, business and art. I would say that, or let's say, what can business benefit from the arts? I would say that, yes, it can, but it cannot as much as art claims because there's a lot of, there is uh, there is a lot of this kind of a simply, uh, the, the talk that comes from the motivation of somebody trying to earn their living. Uh, and, and, and the Finnish government trying to justify the fact that they have trained lots and lots of artists. But I think that what's important here is that what I really miss in my work is to build mutual understanding and two-way channels of communication between these two spheres of thinking. Mm -hmm. I mean, every artist should have a fundamental understanding of the economic theory. It's not enough to, to, to talk in terms of cliches that one learns from the TV news. Uh, every economist should have fundamental understanding of the phenomena that makes the economy of arts in many ways exceptional. I mean, indeed, I mean, there is economic, I'm emphasizing economic research about the economy of arts and arts economy is exceptional. Um, I mean, if one wants to talk about the late string quartets of Beethoven, it helps to have some basic understanding of the musical theory. And the same, of course, applies to economy. One cannot talk meaningfully about economy without some commonly shared concepts. However, this is very much the case in the field of arts and the talk about money. There is a lot of it. And at the same time, the understanding of the economic, legal and administrative fundamentals is quite a bit lacking. And as a result, the art talk and the money talk, they remain disconnected. There are too many artists who think that fundamentals of economic theory do not apply to their art. This is obviously false. On the other hand, there are people outside of the arts that are unaware of the features that they make the art economy in many ways quite special. It would benefit the arts and the society as a whole to bridge this gap. And I, I, I'll take this opportunity to recommend that art the Art University and Hanken should arrange a joint course, for instance, like called money talk for the skeptic artist and how to beat the men in suits in their own game. Oh, wow. That is lovely. <laughs> Bravo. That certainly is an excellent course title. Let's see if anyone from the academic council or any professor may want to take that challenge. Okay. Now, listening to each one of you, we realize many layers intertwine when we think of this, this podcast's keywords. Art as a creative process, art as an instrument for innovation, and art within a socio-economic structure. Through each one of our guests' comments, we can conclude that the art should be included in the sustainability discourse as a source, as an instrument, and as a byproduct. As Oti summed up in one of her articles, the main task of contemporary art is to question existing patterns of thinking and acting, which is a starting point for all innovation. This is also true in business. Art and creative practices provide new approaches for expanding scientific and economic thinking.
with each one of our guests, we could go on and on because there were so many points that each one of you have brought up. But good things also have to end. So we are going now to conclude and say that indeed the arts must be woven into the current discourse of economic, ecological and social sustainability. To quote James Wines again, without art, the whole idea of sustainability fails. Let us hope that all of our listeners would actually be able to create concrete steps in either in any of their fields in order to support these ideas. The podcast team and I would like to thank our guests, Oti, Feli, Marcus and Pavo for their time, their insights and collaboration in this sustainability series. And stay tuned for the next topics. Thank you to all of you.